This is Harry Murray at Murray's Flash Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's look at what we sort of expect the fishing to be over the next month. Let's look at the smallmouth first. This could be the finest month of the entire year for catching large smallmouth bass. And the reason I say that, when I was a kid, all the big fishermen here in the valley were bait fishermen, and actually the bait that they really used was the hog sucker. All right, what you've got right now in our river in the North Fork and to a certain extent in the South Fork, the young hog suckers of this year's spawning are now reaching a size that's large enough to get these bass excited. Now, where, where the hog suckers are going to be doing their feeding is on gravel bars that are running oh, a foot to two feet deep. So the old timers I used to fish in, where I do my fishing now with hog sucker type flies, are along these gravel bars. These hog suckers will come out and feed on the shallow gravel bars, doing their own feeding especially the last two hours of daylight in the evening. So they'll be stretched out along these gravel bars, running up and down the river, and they'll feed like crazy in there. All right, they are vulnerable in there because the bass can crash right into them and grab them in a hurry. I was fishing just upstream from the flash up not too long ago, and I was wading down the middle of the river, fishing some on each side, and I heard this commotion behind me, and I looked back, and a smallmouth was chasing a hog sucker, oh, I guess maybe four or five inches long. He was chasing him up on one of these gravel bars, and the hog sucker kind of scooted up there. The water wasn't but about six inches deep. The hog sucker scooted up on there, and he wasn't that good a navigator. He got on there. The bass came up out of there after him and one chump, and he had that hog sucker. It is a very, very rich food for them, and they're going to be feeding heavy on them. But think about the gravel bars, because that's where the, the, the hog sucker babe, so to speak, is going to be. Think the last two hours of daylight. And what I do to take advantage of all that... I get put my back to the bank. I wade down the stream, casting out toward those gravel bars, and just swim my fly right down across that. Murray's Magnum Hogsucker is a heck of a fly. I have one guide that thinks that's the best fly we have because when he's doing guide trips, that's what he wants to use all the time. So I wade down, I put my back down there, you know, make a cast five feet steps, make a cast, take another five feet step down, and work my way down. Oh, gosh, I might even cover a mile of water doing that type thing. So just don't overlook these young hog suckers right now because it's a time to catch big fish. All right, let's look at the trout. The trout have played a game with us this year. For one thing, the streams are very low right now. The sulfur hatch is, by my, home, my home's right on a trout stream, and the sulfur hatch has been running a whole lot later this year than normally we encounter. 
And when they get thick on the stream, the trout just go crazy on them. I use the Murray's uh, yellow, stone, uh, yellow sulfur in there. And what we've got to contend with now is that when the stream gets real, real low, like they are right now, now I'm talking about wild trout now, when the stream gets real low like that, the fish are very wary. They're very conscientious about taking their dry fly that isn't drifting naturally down there. And the Murray's sulfur dry fly is, does look a tremendous amount like the natural. But in addition to looking like it, you've got to get a natural drift out of that. So I want a slack line cast. Now, there are two slack line casts that I use personally a whole lot, and I do teach in my schools. The one is the puddle cast that was developed by Vince Marinero. A puddle cast, let's say I see one rising out there in the middle of the pool 15 feet away. I'm going to go in there basically almost on my hands and knees. I'm going to make that overhead cast. Now, I'm shooting for the puddle cast now. Make that overhead cast, stop my cast 45 degrees up over the water with about maybe five feet extra line, and I am going to stop that forward motion of the rod and let all of that fall in just what Vince called a puddle. It's a terrible-looking mess out there, but what I have just achieved... I have achieved a natural drift with my fly because that puddle, so to speak, hasn't drifted out yet. And it's no problem really getting four or five, six foot uh, drag free drift. Now, the second cast that you can use, and some friends of mine out west use this, is the lazy ass cast. All right, there again, we've got a fish feeding out there in front of us crazy currents between you and him and you know you've got to get your fly to drift like the real mccoy okay lazy s i'm coming forward with my presentation cast as that turns over in the air i haven't gotten a fly out there to him yet it's turning over got maybe about five to eight feet of extra line i'm gonna wiggle my rod tip from right to left which is putting slack in that line and leader. Then when that falls on the stream, all of that slack is going to drift out before the current pulls on that leader. You've got a drag-free free, uh, float, and you've got your fish. So the puddle cast, the lazy S cast, will really improve your fishing quite a bit. I don't know how much longer these sulfurs are going to last because they usually start tapering off now, but they were late getting here and they're still here, so just take advantage of them. And actually, they're going to be some, uh, they're going to be some light Cahills out here right now. And uh, even though that's a different family, that same fly is going to take them. But this is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. If you have any question on this, ring me at 540-984-4212. Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Thank you so much for being with us.